Welcome to another edition of the Modern Times Podcast. John Guzan here, Political Profundity. And in the office today, and not just on the phone from Southern California, we have Karen Weil. Hi, Karen. Hello. It's so great to be here in Phoenix. Yeah, and you know, we weren't uh, delayed either, because usually when I say, hi, Karen, it takes like, you know, just a second to go the 500 miles to your house. (laughs) Well, I'm here in this fabulous state, and again, I am so excited to be spending the Thanksgiving weekend in Arizona, a place I'm very fond of. And, and we're fond of having you here. Thank you. Um, so, Karen, today we're going to talk about the tax bill. It's, it lives. Uh, Trump Russia or just Trump and Russia. <laughs> um, the sex panic or sexual harassment. Oh, boy. Landslide, I guess, would be a... Uh, it's It certainly has become that, yes. Uh, then we're going to go to Germany mm-hmm. and uh, Angela Merkel. Yeah. <laughs> And then we're going to jump into, um, we have six titum, uh, ice, titums, six, see, that's, that's not sexual harassment. Don't even no, try it. No, didn't think it, wasn't worried. <laughs> Was not worried. We're going to do our 60 second six, and we, on it today, we have some great topics, um, uh, and then we're going to only spend 60 seconds on you them. bet. Let's jump right into the tax bill. Big deal going on, don't you think? I mean, I, well, it I, could make our lives great. I mean, we could all of a sudden end up being rich. I think a good chunk of the middle class, once they find out oh, what's really? in this, are oh really? I've been so I've been so preoccupied by the Weinstein, Spacey. If you're, I haven't even paid attention to the tax. Oh, and I suspect that's exactly why the Republicans have had the timing with this, and no, they wanted no. to get it passed as soon as possible because they know. Look, we're now in the thick of the holidays. Thanksgiving came and went. Today's a massive shopping day. Uh, And people are not paying attention. You know, it's all about football. And it's all about shopping. And look, understandably, people have worked hard. They want to enjoy their weekend. I don't blame them. Uh, But again, I think the GOP is trying to ram this through because they know once enough people find out what's in it, they ain't going to be too happy with it. Yeah. And, of course, this is also being done to give Donald Trump a win that he desperately needs because sure. his entire years, almost year as the presidency, has been basically one big failure. Other than the executive orders, which anyone can do, and getting Neil Gorsuch on the Supreme Court, which Marco Rubio, John Kasich, Ted Cruz, and any number of Republicans, if they were president, would have done. If Hillary Clinton were president, she would have gotten a different type of person on the Supreme Court. Big deal. Um, so this is, you know, I, I think the Republicans are honestly taking a huge risk here, uh, that going into 2018, given what their chances are right now of retaining the house, you know, this is just extremely stupid. And, and, and frankly, when you consider that this is repealing a lot of the tax deductions for a vast majority of middle-class Americans, it's also taxing more heavily Residents in blue states, i.e. the places that said, no, thank you, Donald Trump. We don't want you as the president. We may not love Hillary Clinton, but we're sticking with her. Uh, You know, it heavily taxes them and I think gives, frankly, an unfair... But do you think there's any chance that it actually gets passed? Well, I'll say this. Lisa Murkowski, and it's a big disappointment, she's now flipped and said she's going to support it. You've kind of got to wonder what's going on here. I'm going to get a little Machiavellian and say there may be some deal concerning Anwar, the Arctic National Wildlife Refuge, as she wants open for drilling, even though I think a lot of Americans, and even from some polls I've seen, a fairly decent number of Alaskans don't want opened up. 
So you've got to wonder why she's doing this. Um, from what I understand, still Collins is a no. Ron Johnson has said he's a no. He may, by sometime tomorrow, he may have changed. We don't know where John McCain sits. Obviously, I don't think he's really still in any much of any mood to do Donald Trump any favors. Uh, and it could be that I, Bob Corker, and we all know his saga, may be a no vote. Now, what I think also gets complicated here, and again, this seems to me, John, and I don't know what your take is, this is a very fluid situation. I almost think, too, a lot of them are holding their breath to see what happens in Alabama. If Doug Jones wins, which laugh at that as if we will, it's, you know, his chances now of winning this are much better, obviously, because Roy Moore is, and I don't know how else to say this, is a pedophile. Um, that's despicable, and we'll talk about that later. But, um, you know, if Jones gets in, I, I, this bill's gone. It's over, because he's not going to vote for it. Right. Now, obviously, you had Donald Trump, as usual, make a complete ass out of himself, as he's so good at doing, by basically backing a pedophile the other day, saying we don't need another liberal, de liberal Democrat, which, I'm sorry, the Doug Jones is a lot better. of... Right. The pedophile is better. Again, this is, again, Donald Trump is only about one thing. Donald Trump. He doesn't give two hoots in hell. Well, it's probably going to give him a big tax cut, too. Well, I mean, precisely. That's, that's the other thing. I mean, since we don't know what his, what his tax um, record looks like, what his return looks like, whether it will affect him or not. And, you know, it does seem like, you know, I think trickle-down economics had gone away. I think people had understood with what happened in Kansas it kind of showed that the experiment was a little flawed. And what happened to, you know, uh, you know, fiscally conservative Republicans when all of a sudden they go to passing a tax bill, but then they won't cut spending. Um, and that's, you know, those are the, you know, the, um, the, the parallels and arguments that Republicans have always had. And it, it'll, it'll be, you know, it'll allow uh, Democrats, I think, to, you know, play that in 2020. And even in 2018, if it does get passed, I just don't see it. Making it. Um, well, I think at the end of the day, and I realize, again, the Republicans, they, I, they think they have a good strategy here because they think, oh, most Americans... Want tax cuts. You know, and they're not paying attention. But I'm kind of suspecting that there's going to be the same strong opposition from the public that we saw with the first day, with the ACA repeal. Oh, and by the way, this Senate bill contains a, guess what? Repeal. ACA repeal. Right. Um, maybe they forgot what happened a few months ago when enough people said, hey, wait a minute, what are you doing? Don't mess with this. Fix it, but don't get rid of it. So I, I, I'm inclined to agree with you, John, and I, that you're going to see, if I had to make predictions and if I'm wrong, I'll happily acknowledge it. I think they're going to probably stall this as we head towards December. And then, of course, it's the 12th, right? The vote in Alabama. And I will say, if Jones wins this, then yeah, it's dead. Right. They're never going to get it through. They're done for the year. Trump is denied any win. And of course, another thing that's that's so unsettling about this is you've had senators say, like Lindsey Graham, our big donors have said, get this passed or we're gone. So they're also doing yeah, this. Who else do they have to turn to? Well, that's right. I mean, that's the, you know, it's kind of a hollow argument from these oligarchs. It's 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 disgusting in some respects. Because of, you know, of how I think the general public is looking at this tax bill. And, I mean, I have to give Lindsey Graham credit for honesty. Uh, that he's willing to say, yeah, we basically need to do this or our donors are going to throw us in the trash and we can't get reelected. 
again, I, I stand by what I said. If Jones wins in Alabama, it's over. Um, and I think we're going to see a lot of tinkering with this bill between now and whenever they finally do put it for a vote, because there's going to be a lot of pushback from certain segments of the public. So th- this is a me- this whole thing is just a mess. I you know, and and the GOP didn't have a good plan to begin with. Okay, um, last question I have for you: so. If it passes, does the debt increase incrementally? Oh, I think so. And it's just a that's a what many analysts policy. are saying. I, you right. know, it's this is not. Okay. Again, I think once enough voters realize, hey, wait a minute, my deductions are going to be gone in about seven to ten years. There's that's not a lot of time. Um, so I, I mean, how about I, Trump Prussia? Let's move on to topic number yeah. two. Trump Prussia, <laughs> my new saying. I guess. <laughs> anyway, so that's taken on a life of its own. Maybe uh, Flynn flipping on on the on, on on the team. I think you know the the. the uh, uh, reporting that McClatchy, I think, did saying how often that Manafort went back to, or went back, I guess, you know, calling it like Russia's his home, but how often he, he, he traveled to to Moscow and uh, right before the campaign. I, you know, again, I, I often think in politics there are no coincidences. What was this man doing there this many times? He was working with the Trump campaign. It seems to me if he were there purely for none campaign-related reasons for his own business, by now would he not have made that clear and had evidence of it? Look, I was there for a deal with X, Y, and Z. I was there for this. He hasn't. The whole, the whole timing of it, the whole, all of the circumstances surrounding it, just too many dots here to be connected, um, which is why you know, Manafort's in the kind of trouble he is. I mean, don't um, you do your research, too? I mean, right? I mean, didn't Manafort have to give Trump a resume, one? And don't you think all the people um, in Washington, D.C. who know, because Manafort hasn't been um, an invisible man, he's just been, everyone knows that somewhere in the 80s he ended up focusing most of his attention, especially after the fall of the Soviet Union. That's where he made his, his money. Uh, right. was 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 doing these sorts of things. So when he becomes Trump's campaign manager after not really working on any U.S. campaigns for at least a decade, right. if not more, That's correct. and then he's focusing on Eastern Europe and the Soviet or former Soviet Union, Russia, um, you know, isn't that something that you would think probably wouldn't be a good idea and one to hire him? And don't you think that's what kind of what started everyone else looking into this whole collusion because they know how invested Manafort is with the oligarchy? Well, correct. I mean, I, you know, basically, if there are some political pundits who obviously are not fans of Donald Trump who said, look, it's pretty simple. Donald Trump's businesses were in a lot of trouble at the beginning of this century. He needed money. Russia knew it. They gave it to him. But in return, they said, here's the useful idiot we need to finally do enough damage to our adversary. Um, I, you know, I think one of the sad things about the end of the Cold War, it, 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 the, that Russia, that communism fell great. But I think, it was, and let me rephrase that, one of the unfortunate consequences of it was that I think the, every, everybody believed there was going to be this incredible friendship now and a much more trustworthy relationship between our country and Russia. Yeah. And that has just been the exact opposite. And there was until the GRU took over the country again and now is running it like the same old dictatorship well, it always was that's correct and i think when after gorbachev left in 91 and of course never mind what he you know had done to end communism in the country in the 80s but obviously he was forced out uh, in 91 and then you had boris yeltsin in charge for nine years now nobody would ever consider boris 
Yeltsin to be the smartest or most together leader. Uh, you know, if anybody remembers some of his exploits, he clearly yeah, he was wasn't. A he was a puppet. He and it was and end, a drunk. Was, um, right. But hey, but the, one of the funniest things I've ever seen is him dancing with Bill. That Clinton. Voto won the Pulitzer Prize in 1995. It is it is a classic <laughs> picture um, of him with some. Uh, I think they were Russian dancers, and he's just getting down with his bad self. And look, it was a sweet moment. I think Yeltsin, whatever his. <laughs> Flaws, and again, we're talking ancient history here. We're talking ancient history here, listeners. Forgive us, but I think he was not... Yeltsin was not someone who was really hell-bent on doing destructive things. I don't believe that. But he also couldn't... He he wasn't able, I don't think, to dismantle the intelligence apparatus. No, he was not. Which is why they... I mean, you know... He was well. Putin went from being, you know, high up in the GRU to running the country in right. like two he, years. He was named the successor in two thousand, and I remember watching him early then and thinking, "There's something about this guy, I don't like it." And he might grab my put. <laughs> oh man, you didn't go there. And then, of course, George George W. Bush, when he became president, then decided that that Putin was just fine. And I honestly will say. I, I know you're, you've made a funny remark, and I'm talking about serious things here. No, I'm sorry. No, I'm so rude. It's, it's okay. But I think, honestly, John, and I don't know how you feel about this, I think, I'm, I think one criticism of the Bush administration that doesn't get raised very much, and I do think it's a fair one, they frankly looked the other way when Putin really started ramping up his uh-huh. power grab in that country along with some other external things that he was doing. Because, of course, look... Been how attacked. are you going to, I mean, what are you going to do? Go interfere with another country's no, elections? No, absolutely. Well, right, I get that. Uh, you know, it's the Friday funny edition. Because, I mean, it's, it, no, what I you're mean, saying seriously. is absolutely right. I mean, it's, and you it know, is on some level, it is so absurd that you can't help but laugh. But I do think, unfortunately, in that eight years that Bush was president, and yeah, I get it. We've been attacked, but a horrible attack here in 2001. Iraq, eh. Not the best idea, but obviously we had other things to deal with in this country. And then, of course, we had this crippling recession. But I will say, unfortunately, that to me was the beginning of when Putin realized he had free reign to do whatever he wanted without his the main rival. That well, being I, us. I can agree with you, but at the same, same. time, I, I do wonder what we really could have done. I mean, I mean, I he, don't know about he, had, he was he was, you know, the intelligence service had had made sure he was going to be uh, the president of that country. Um, and then he even went and what? it's The Constitution said you can only serve two terms. Right. Then he went and got his little boy to be president, and, and he was the Media. de facto president. Right. And then he came back. I mean, it's, 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 a, it's laughable. And, and the fact that um, the people of Russia have no way to do anything about it. You no, know? It's, and it's even to this day, you know, it's basically they're, they're just making... It seemed like it's like Animal Farm there. You know, they just change the rules or just go around them, and that's the same old thing. And, you know, it is what it is. I don't think we really could have done anything about it because oh. they would have just taken to the streets and just, you know, clamped down on people. Or And I think they're really good at disinformation. I mean, obviously, look what they did to influence our election and what they might still be doing to influence the way that Americans look at each other. Right. I, again, I, you know, there are so many components to what has happened here. <clears throat> since 2000 up until 2016. That being said, you know, there's no question Manafort, you know, it's, it's going to take time to reveal his role in all of this 
but I'm going to be shocked that it's not even deeper than what we already know about it. Um, I, I think another issue to bring up, of course, is there was there was a report in the Daily Beast uh, either today or the other day saying that now Mike Flynn is no longer part of this defense agreement mm -hmm. with Donald Trump. And now, until, if there are charges brought, or until we hear more on this from legitimate sources, who knows? But what some analysts are saying, for example, Seth Aberson, who's a very well-known known legal analyst, obviously not a fan of Trump, but really tends to have some interesting, and many times has been proven right, uh, thoughts on where all this is going, he and others have said what this shows is that Flynn might just truly be ready now to flip. Uh, he might actually have been talking to Mueller longer than we know, because he's already in a lot of trouble for his alleged role in a plan to kidnap the Turkish opposition leader and bring him back to Turkey to probably be executed, given the way Erdogan is moving in that country. Right. Um, so I... And never mind, of course, what may happen with Don Trump Jr., Jared Kushner. And, Hope Hicks. Correct. Or Hope Hicks. I mean, you've, you've got so many. And never mind that the man in the Oval Office himself, who I still don't think at the end of the day charges are going to be brought against him. But I, you know, I think we've seen many times more often than not, there's only so far loyalty goes before it ends. And... I, I believe it was Trump's lawyer who made public the other day that they were not going to be paying the bills right. of people, other people accused in this. So therefore, there's an even greater incentive, I suspect, for people like Paul Manafort or Mike Flynn or others, I don't know about the son-in-law, obviously, or his offspring, to say, you know what, I'm done. So what do you think happens in the next two, three weeks? With uh, I think we're going to see a few more. Before Christmas, or do you think you know they're going to let you know some of these people have the last holiday with their family? I don't know if Robert Mueller's that sentimental a guy. He is he is cautious, as we've seen. He is not a you know, it's funny, Trump called James Comey a grandstander. Well, there's the pot calling the kettle black. And he certainly you know, if he really said that about Robert Mueller, I think a reporter would just start laughing at him because Mueller, if anything, has just ex held his cards extremely close. I I I honestly think there's going to be another there's gonna there there's going to be maybe one or even two more people who are going to be charged formally. Who those will be, uh, some of the names I mentioned earlier, it wouldn't surprise me if it was Flynn and possibly Kushner. So, I mean, this just keeps unwinding slowly but surely. Yeah, and uh, there was also some information that came on the Trump-Russia thing about what may maybe happened in the White House meeting with Kislyak and... Um... His name is, is escaping me now. Their foreign minister, Ledvedev, I think, or something yes. like that. Uh, something close, at least. Um, and so, you know, that's how it was Israeli intelligence, I guess, is that is, is what they passed along. Is, and that was what made, you know, uh, us get some uh, pie in the face um, at that meeting. So, right. you know, a lot of stuff going on that obviously is chummy um, with the Russians. We still don't know why. And maybe we'll find out eventually. Um, who knows? Um, and so then my last question for you before we move on to our next topic. Is it possible that if M Mueller moves quickly, there is an impact on the tax bill from what's the Russian investigation? Well, you know, it's interesting. I heard uh, a theory from Sam Cedar, who is a well-known and liberal 
uh, talk radio host. Uh, right, he's been on MSNBC. He has said it's interesting to see that Democrats, as a group normally in Congress or elsewhere, it's like herding cats, but they have really, since Trump's start in office, really held the line against him, voting no on, other than some of them voted for some of his appointees, but when it comes to any real legislation, right. no, including even conservative Democrats who are in very red states, like Joe Manchin of West Virginia, and Heidi Hadkamp of, uh, she's North, yeah. I'm sorry, folks, but she's in one of the plain states. It's a Friday after yeah. Thanksgiving. Sorry, it's too much turkey. But she's, <laughs> you know, she's even been a no vote. And that's somebody who, and, and people like Joe Murdoch of Indiana, or Claire McCaskill of Missouri, or even Tammy Baldwin of Wisconsin, whose prospects, I mean, tend to be 50-50 at this point, um, depending on who they get to run against her. But they have not, the Republicans have not been able to peel off any Democrats really in the House or in the Senate, and my point is with that, as Cedar was saying, is because they know Trump is such tainted, damaged goods that no they don't take a risk. Right. They do not risk anything by not wanting to help him. Where in the past, when George W. Bush became president, we all know how he got in, and we all know it was not the easiest time, but there were Democrats willing to work with him. And just to the attitude of, look, he's president now, you know, we'll fight him where we can, but maybe if we can find some common ground, let's do it. Yeah, There's I no. Think, and, and I think Trump fundamentally has a problem with his base. If he if he does work with any Democrats, his base abandons him. That's right, and and and, and, and they don't necessarily do that with George W. Bush. Correct, and because again, I think Bush's base and the sort of support he had was much different than what Trump is. Right, and it's interesting because now I guess there's going to be a meeting in the coming week with Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, Paul Ryan. And Mitch McConnell, regarding Trump's tax bill, I think people are really going to be watching that. But again, I don't really see Schumer or Pelosi willing to give much of any ground. And again, because everybody knows Trump is damaged goods, and it's not going to get much better from here. So they again, there's nothing to risk in saying no to him. Okay, um, let's jump into our next topic, which is the last one that I think maybe we should just take um, as 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 a as a general, and then we'll move. Our last one into our 60 seconds. Yeah, six. go let's, for it. Let's, um, because I think we have, uh, you know, at least five or ten minutes that we probably want to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, Wine Space. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> What's their names again? Roy Moore. Monroe. Kay, Roy Moore K. <laughs> Al Frankfurter. Who are and these Al people? Fra- I've never heard of them. Uh, but, but you know, you know what we're talking about, I guess. Uh, what, 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 what happened with, um, started with the Harvey Weinstein Weinstein, uh, you know, I'm sorry if I'm I'm not doing that correctly. I've, you know, heard it so many times, but he's just now he's just Harvey. <laughs> if, you know, poor any 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 kid named Harvey right now, I feel sorry for. <laughs> or Same also here. any kid named CK, um, I think <laughs> is the problem. But um, uh, but you know, uh, let's take them one at a time and let's kind of you know, because I think they're different. And well, I guess maybe I'll start instead of taking them one at a time. How these are all different situations, I think they're all being lumped together, which I think makes I it agree. hard. Yeah. Um, because as I think you can, you know, kind of say that there's, it's not anecdotal evidence against Harvey. Um, it's right. pretty, you know, well known at this point. There's a lot of people saying a lot of different things. They all line up. Um, Roy Moore is just like one of the creepiest things I've ever heard, you know, of a, of a assistant district attorney trolling a mall, you know, it's kind of just also, like, hey, kid, I got some candy, 
You know, it's like, it's like creepy. No, and he's also assaulted or been accused of assault and uh, really has put up, not really put up much of yeah, a, a solid defense. Yeah, when Louis C.K., though, then becomes a different situation. When I hear that, that becomes a different situation to me because, like, I understand that it's, you know, you know, he probably did it to people who looked up to him or wanted to get a job. But, um, you know, I, I, I can't think of, of a more vulnerable position for a man than to be masturbating in front of someone. <laughs> Okay, I mean, I just have to tell you. So, you know, I would figure then that if somebody wants to say anything, I mean, didn't they all have cell phones? If he's really bothering them, I mean, he would probably stop once they pulled out their cell phone, right? I mean, I mean, can't you push the guy over? I mean, his pants are down. I... I mean, I mean I, well, okay, and before you answer that question, I just mean it's different. It becomes different. It's creepy. I think, you know, whatever happens to the guy, the guy deserves what he gets. But then it becomes even more different because i think roy moore and harvey weinstein to a certain level are equatable they're relatable they're more like they're predators yeah they're more like a clementine orange to a regular orange a navel orange and that's i don't mean that in any way i understand and then and then you have like these you know creepy masturbator guys which are kind of i mean that's still just a different thing right i mean that's it's it's kind of creepy and then you got you got the al franken um butt cupping (laughs) which is 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 odd um, you know, all that's very odd, but they're different. And I think a lot of them, you know, when you hear a lot of the talk is, oh, let's just dump all these people. Then I think, you know, you have to deal with situations on their own and, and what these, what their backgrounds have been and what things go on. You know, yeah, I, 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 I find it morally reprehensible. And would I ever be able to vote for somebody like that is a, is probably a no. I can't do that. But just saying that people have to quit or they're going to be pariahs or they're basically so that you can't go into a public place, you become known as this scandalous person where, you know, people might never leave their children with you again. You know, some of those things are, are hard to discern, I think, especially like with Al Franken's concern. Um, you know, it becomes a different kind of argument to me. And, and it's, just, it's just a very odd thing. It seems like there's a lot of people just really focusing on it. And the last thing I want to say before I let you go into it is it seems like, you know, with all the other stuff we talked about, the Trump investigation, the tax thing, and you have most people talking about and being concerned with this. And I think it's being driven by social media. It's being driven by chat boards and other things. And not to say that these people didn't have real experiences and they didn't have real pain, and I feel bad for them that they do. But, you know, what is more important and, you know, to us and what is being driven by um, these these unseen hands. You know, we talk about, you know, there was Big Brother or how media would handle things. And now you can literally manipulate public opinion um, because of social media. And so it, you know, it becomes a question to me and it becomes one of these situations where all of it, I don't know what's fake. I don't know what's real. I, I don't know what's going on. I'm just a person sitting here. Um if some guy came into our office right now and started uh, masturbating on the chair, uh, we would probably never talk to him again, and, and we would pause this podcast and throw us out on the street. Uh, yes, we would. All right. So, and uh, you know, if anybody that I know ever you know butt cupped you or I, I think we would come to each other's defense. Of course. But that's not happening in another part of life. So then it becomes you know one of these situations where I think it's it's very hard and difficult to to deal with. Um, and, and I find it just kind of frustrating because you don't know what's happening or what's true or, you know, what isn't. And, and that, you know, people are being just exiled. I mean, I, I, don't, I, don't, I just don't know about Al Franken at all, but he's being lumped in with Harvey Weinstein. Or, and and, and I, just, I just don't see those two things as being the same. I would agree with you. 
I look, Moore is a pedophile. <laughs> Flat out, straight Creepy. up. Charlie Rose, too. Just, right? And Charlie Rose's but behavior. But that's also different. He's not Roy Moore. No, but nevertheless, he's, he's, not he's doing. Weinstein. Correct. Or I, is he? No. I had, I mean, Rose is being guilty of maybe trying to come on to these women, which is still unacceptable behavior. The creepy not, guy with the naked not in the robe. Right. Un, I un, saw a story. I saw a story of this. It's like it was like half tongue in cheek saying that uh, bathrobes for men should just be banned and then all this problem would go away. <laughs> well, I, again, it's, to me, basically, it's pretty simple. If you're going to be a public figure, and I get it, we are all flawed and we're all human. Although, in the case of Roy Moore, somebody surely could have told this idiot, you know what, your past is going to come up. If you think you're going to be able to cover that up, Bill Clinton couldn't cover his up. Uh, We've had numerous others who couldn't do it. You're going to be no exception. What I think is disgusting and sickening are so many voters in that state who claim that they're good Christians defending this man. And yet, again, I'm always amused because we've recently seen a little bit of a debate among the left. Is it time to really, should we really have a reckoning with Bill Clinton? Okay, fine. And I, I find it... What are going to do to him? Well, right. That's a whole other matter. Make him eat meat? <laughs> well, he's a vegetarian, but um, I, I just, it's interesting that and we, you tend to see the circling the wagons mentality many times. Although with Franken, and when it comes to the political parties, you've seen that right away a lot of his Democratic colleagues said, this is not acceptable. I'm not yeah. cool with this. You know, I don't know about him resigning, but, you know, he's going to have to think about what he's done. And honestly, though, if I were all Franken, I, again, with the understanding that my behavior was unacceptable in the past, which to his credit, he immediately apologized for what happened with Leanne Tweeden. He did not deny anything. Said I did yeah, something. But he also said that he didn't remember the rehearsal the same well, way. Well, correct. You know, I but, mean, and I mean, you know that she is a playmate that hangs out with Kid Rock, right? I again, you do have a situation where it is her word against his, but then we have this photo where he isn't touching her. But of course, it's just kind of crass. Yeah, and, I mean, but and stupid. <laughs> I but the point I was going to make about Franken because I I don't disagree with you honestly. If I were all Franken, you know what I'd say. I'm going to stay in the Senate. It's going to be up to the voters of Minnesota. If they decide they don't want me back for another term, fine. But he said, you know what? I'll resign when Donald Trump does yeah. first. And let's, you know, I okay, there's my challenge, uh, Mr. President. Yeah, I mean, you know, it just brings up so many different elements, especially when you talk about stuff like, um, you know, uh, Al Franken and, 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 and Tweeden. Um, I think it becomes a totally different, you know, thing than than than. I mean, we. I think I don't think anybody really says that what Harvey Weinstein did was was okay. No, and, and but it then wasn't. it becomes a a different situation with Franken. I think because, you know, they were they there was a kiss that they were supposed to practice, and Correct. so you know a ting a, a a tongue moved a few millimeters maybe or didn't. Um, based upon other people's thoughts. And we know that on USO shows, they get playmates to come so that they can be masturbation fodder for the troops that they visit. Um, it, it's kind of creepy, period, um, you know, to me. I mean, the Army brings playmates right, out for those reasons. Of course. You look. know, there was this whole skit that, I guess, I mean, I would love to see what the skit was, but there's also a photo I did see where somebody's holding up, like, a G-string. So there was more to it than that. 
it's a little raunchy. It's a little, you know, you know, cat house kind of humor. But that's what you typically get on USO tours. Um, you know, I don't know, you know, who the tweet was also directed at, whether it was directed at some of those USO, you know, some of those soldiers that were there. They're saying, hey, you know, everybody be wanting to do this because that's what she was really kind of brought there for. Right. I mean, it just becomes, it becomes so difficult, I think, at times. And I, you know, I don't want to say that what she doesn't feel or, you know, I, I don't know that. Um, but, you know, it's just, it's, it, it becomes, it does seem it's like there's a, you know, I really felt like Jane Curtin, I, you know, that's why I called it sex panic earlier, because I think really, you know, grabbing onto that, um, you know, kind of saying that anybody can say anything. And I think the biggest thing that we were talking about before this is that you, they, this whole thing is now operating on this as on the assumption that you don't ever question the woman's claim. And once you get to that point, then you create issues where even if it's not true, you can't say it's not true because everyone's saying, well, the, you can't you can't just prove what the woman says. And sometimes you're going to have to. It's going to happen. If you ever get to the point, especially with that, there's some people that think that as long as you make the allegation, the allegation has to be believed, then you're going to have some people that are going to want to exploit that. Because that's human nature too. Um, it's it's human nature, I think, to a certain level for people to exploit other people, and also people to exploit advantages that they can get if they want to hurt somebody for political means or or otherwise. And 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 it just becomes a situation where I don't like the whole thing. I want it to stop. I want people to not be groped or offended, raped, forced into sex, or feel like they have to. Mm-hmm. But you know how you really get about it. And it was the other thing we talked about before is that. You know, everybody's saying, oh, it's going to be a sea change and things are going to change. And also saying, well, yeah, I mean, they had said finally, you know, about 2,500 years ago that, you know, murder is just bad in any way. Well, people are still doing it. You know, people are still stealing. People are still, you know, burning things. Um, And, you know, to think that we're going to have a sea change and no woman's ever going to get her butt cuffed um, from now to the end of time, I think, is just fundamentally a flawed idea. And, and so what are you going to do? You're just going to, you know, I mean, it's just, it's, you know, you can say that those people have to become, you're just going to label them as, you know, troglodytes and send them to go work in the mines. Pardon, I watched a Star Trek earlier today. <laughs> you know, if you're going to do that, then, uh, you know, where does it lead us? You know, it's the same thing I had, you know, the issue I had with bullying is that, you know, when it was big in my son's school and now it's not. But he's still dealing with bullies, you know, and, and everybody is. And they say, oh, these kids bully these kids all day. And you hear from it. I mean, I think I've taught my son and given him the tools to be able to deal with those things. And it's the same thing. You know, if you think that a woman's going to go through her whole life, every woman's going to be able to go through their whole life and not run into some misogynistic prick, it, it's just not fundamentally going to happen. And so you have to give, I think, women the strength and the power and the tools to deal with this. Because just to try to say, oh, it's not going to end, and you're going to be able to change men, 100% of men, because I think I really do think 95% or 90% of men out there are fine and, and do the right things. And, but it's like, you know, you're throwing the baby out with the bathwater to, to say that it's everybody. Right. I mean, again, the, the, the people we've talked about, from Roy Moore, which probably would be the worst offender, may be tied with Weinstein, just both horrible human beings. Uh, then you have Kevin Spacey, a great American actor. But his career is over now because clearly he was trying to move in on underage boys. Um, you have Louis C.K., who 
we talked about what he did. Some of the women said they felt uncomfortable saying anything. And again, this gets into a gray area because of concerns about their careers. I mean, if that were me, I, hey, man, what are you doing? Uh, stop. I'm leaving. I don't need this. I, but it's, maybe some of the women did, did the same thing. Um, I, I just, I think, to me, based on the, the, the person's entire record and who they are, Val Franken, in general, has had a good reputation. Now, he acted up a few times. Understandably, Miss Tweeden was right to be offended sure. by it. Again, he's apologized. Wait, wait, by, I, by the photo or by the supposed both. tonguing? Although, again, I understand what you're saying about the photo, mainly about the photo. That's just one example. He's somebody who immediately acknowledged, yes, I acted in a manner that, that obviously caused some harm. I didn't mean to, and I'm very sorry. That's why I don't think you're seeing the pressure on him the way you are in, say, John Conyers of Michigan, the representative. <laughs> Another creepy old guy. <laughs> right. I mean, what's with these guys <laughs> walking around in their underwear or in a towel? Well, in his case, I mean, I think it's unclear what he may have done, but he did these settlements over alleged sexual abuse, and now you've got some, at least one Democrat, her last name is Rice, and I don't know if she's from Michigan, saying, okay, it's time to go. You've had your run, and it's over. Um, but... I mean, again, you have people like Moore and Weinstein. They're, they're just, there is no excuse for these people. They are, they're just despicable all around. Weinstein had a terrible reputation long before any of this came to yeah, light. Yeah, and I was thinking that, it, so, you said earlier that there was an article in the Daily Beast, and that automatically put that into my head that that might be a good nickname for Harvey Weinstein, <laughs> the Daily Beast. <laughs> He was the he Daily is. Beast, wasn't he? He is awful, you know, an awful person. So, so I, you know, just... Yeah, but what happens here? I mean, how well, do we get out of it? I, I, I mean, because like we talked about, you could have, you know, sexual... <laughs> today in sexual harassment news, some guy cupped somebody's butt on 2nd Avenue. I mean, I mean, wh where are we... When is this... Look, if the person... And, and how if, far back is okay? Well, again, it, it, it's complicated. I think with Weinstein, he's going to be facing a lot of civil suits, which he'll probably settle. Kevin Spacey will... Maybe Louis C.K. Uh, Conyers already publicly did this, we know. And his his district might say, okay, you're done. Goodbye. It may be the case with Al Franken. Or they might be saying, come walk in front of my house in your boxer shorts. <laughs> right. But, you know, it, the Minnesota, <laughs> I suspect I, I suspect Minnesota is willing to for, not really forgive Al Franken, but say, okay, this was a momentary thing. We're going to let it and I have a go, I have... but behave yourself. Okay, last question before we get to the 60-second yeah. six. Yeah. If you were a famous man, because I don't think it matters with women, because I think if a, a famous politician does a, a, a selfie with, with a dude and she cups his butt during the picture, I don't think he's ever going to complain. He'd just be like, she grabbed my butt. <laughs> um, but uh, anyway, my point is, if you were going to be a man taking a selfie with a woman now, would you ever... Not make it so that you could for sure know where the hand is. I absolutely would just, you know, I would a, make... A I'd shoulder, just right? Have my hand on or their just... shoulder, make sure their hand is on mine. <laughs> if they're doing something inappropriate, hey, wait a minute, man, what are you doing? Stop that. Um, again, you know, we have to conduct ourselves in a certain manner every day in our lives. Um, I do think in general, even now, I'm not talking about women who are making false accusations or men, for that matter, yeah. making false accusations and trying to ruin people's lives. That's disgusting. But I think, obviously, it is good what is happening here. Does it mean it's going to change everything forever? No. Yeah, and but I just think it does empower people more who have been victims oh, yeah, yeah. of these types of assaults. And if it means people like Roy Moore, which you know, it may be that he loses next month, or... 
or Weinstein, if they're held accountable financially, blah, accountable financially, you know, we never have Just to hear from them. Just kick them in the nuts. Again. I mean, <laughs> well, I mean, I remember seeing '70s movies, and they said, talked about the same thing, right? I mean, um, I don't he, think he never put would, up with it. I don't, I don't know why these people were putting up with it. I, I, you know, I personally don't understand it. I, I mean, I, I was talking to a guy friend of mine, and he was saying the same thing. He was just like, oh, yeah, but, you know, these people, you know, they had their job was threatened and everything. And I said, I know you. You haven't gotten promoted at a couple jobs because you spoke your mind. You know, and, and you were willing to speak your mind about just it, just random theory, just about the way the job was being done. Not that the boss wanted to, you know, make you have sex with her. And if that happened, you, you know, you would have gotten fired too. Why would other people go, oh, well, I would have gotten fired, so I just let him walk around in his bathrobe? I, I mean, you know, I, you know, I think, look, it is. You know, in it, a it sense, all depends on the person, right? It's a two way street in how. I mean, how about the corporations? That's the other thing that I don't hear any talk about. I mean, you, you know, you talk about, you know, that the board of directors never dealt with Harvey Weinstein. Hollywood just doesn't deal with this sort of stuff. No. You know, I mean, Surprise. Charlie Rose, PBS, and all these other places, you know, CBS, they never heard about it. They never did anything mm. about it. I mean, that's why it doesn't happen in corporate America so much and you don't hear about it. Because if there's any, a lot of allegations, usually it's these, the Ubers of the world, these new companies that don't get it right early enough. But these established Fortune 500 companies, they don't deal with this anymore. They don't want to have their name tarnished. You're just fired. Um, you know, and they never did that in some of these other places. And, you know, I know with politicians it's different. But anyway, we got to move on. Yeah. To our... yeah, I mean, it's a complicated thing. We're not, we're not even at the end of it. Okay. So. Well, we'll keep talking about it. Yeah. All right. So we got one minute each on these next so we can do our 60-second six. Let's yeah. start. I'm going to throw it to you for the first little run. Germany um, and Merkel. I, I think she's going to be able to put a government together. How long that government lasts, I don't know. I mean, this is somebody who got reelected, but it, it clearly seems she may not have fully been prepared for kind of the aftermath and the fact that there are a lot of Germans, I'm not talking about people who support Alternative for Germany, which is a right-wing group, but... Obviously, there are more Germans than maybe earlier thought who are dissatisfied with how things are running in that country. She has opposition parties that may not really want to play ball with her. I think she's going to cobble something together, but right now, based on everything, the, the odds are not great for long-term success. Uh, Malia Obama, let's go to the second one, because huh? I'm, you know, with Germany, I'm with you. I don't know what's going to happen yeah. there. So let's go on, you know, Malia Obama, and I want to talk about it. I'll start with, them, with this one. You know, that's creepy, too. You know, you have people falling around, you know. She is no I mean, longer. I mean, yeah, she's, you know, uh, I know it kind of works with the whole UK tabloid thing. And I think they're also partly driving it. They like to follow around what they think of royalty. They follow around these princes and, you know, princesses in the UK. And I think it's that so same sort of thing. But that's kind of creepy, following around a. Right. A young woman she, all the time and have was, to show her kissing her boyfriend. Right. And, and or allegedly, maybe it's just some dude. <laughs> allegedly smoking. Did he butt cup? <laughs> well, I don't even want to know. <laughs> she, you know, was allegedly smoking pot, <gasps> although it is legal in Massachusetts, as, as I understand it. She's no longer, you know, she's no longer a first daughter. Her, her Guess what? She's no longer, her husband, her, I'm sorry, her father is no longer president. Um, Do you know something we don't know about him? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so many people would argue, I think right now, they'd prefer Obama be back in there, or Bush, or anybody. Even but... if he was a, a freak with his daughter. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I just... Um, yeah, they should I, just leave her alone. Not, leave, I, I think most people, just, we don't care about this. I mean, as long as she's not really committing any horrible crime, 
you know, she's a college student. You know, so I didn't care about when the Bush twins got busted for no. fake IDs and alcohol. I thought, okay, they're like most they're teenagers. Kids. Is this really that big of a deal? I, you know, I didn't, you know, their father's not to blame for this, neither is their mother. Barack Obama and Michelle Obama are not to blame for what their daughter is doing as an adult now. So I, I think most Americans are just going to shrug and move on. All right, the sad story, at least, of the Argentinian sub, yeah. I think, is a interesting thing. Yeah. Um, you know, it's. Uh, I happen to be watching The Hunt for Red or October. So yeah, wondering whether my movie. son was old enough to watch it. And uh, and then all of a sudden, you know, you you hear that, there, that, that the submarine had just disappeared. Right. Um, a better way to go? I mean, do you think there's a worse way to go than you can just be trapped I, in the bottom I just, of the ocean? My heart goes out to those people on that sub and their families. Uh, you know, it reminds you of the Kursk back in 2000, right. the oh, Russian yeah. sub that was stuck at the bottom of... Was up in the Baltic Sea, yeah, or I think so. and of course the they died sea. from you know suffocation. Uh, maybe I don't know. You know, I was that was just a tragedy that people were following, and of course, I, as I understand it, unless you've heard something I haven't, authorities have still not found the sub. And they the time say there was is, an explosion heard oh, near the area. Oh, okay. So for all we, I mean, who knows if anybody survived? It it, it is a terrible situation. Um, I mean, submarines obviously are very important to any navy of any country, but. Like anything, it's not foolproof, and I, I frankly would never. Accidents ha- happen, right? Uh, well, I know I don't want to feel. It just sounds so cavalier. But about it, it, I mean, it, it is. It's especially heartbreaking because yeah, we of put this. people under the ocean. Eventually, some of them are going to drown. And that may be. I mean, again, look what happened to the Russian subs. So, hoping for a miracle, maybe yeah. they'll find the sub in time and save some lives. I, you know, that's all I can. Talk say about speaking that. for a miracle, Robert Mugabe. I Yay! Think <laughs> Good riddance. <laughs> he so, was. It, will it change anything there? Is kind it of like mean, with the you know whole the, you know it's like you know you're trying to solve murder, you're trying to find Middle East peace, and you're trying to not have teapot dictators in Africa. Is it going to change I, anything? I don't. And, and I, look, I I confess I've never been to Zimbabwe or Africa. I I have read quite a bit about Mugabe. He's been a terrible, terrible dictator for years. I think at the very least, with him now gone, it there's a chance, a chance for the Zimbabwean government and the people to maybe have a brighter future here. Um, at least for a little while, too. For a don't, little while. don't you find when they at least these transitions happen, it becomes a period of calm for a certain, at least a certain period of time before yes. it might ramp up again and right. And something I, else going on? I only hope, too, maybe that their people are able to get some of the money that Mugabe stole over the years back, you know. Yeah, but, wouldn't it be nice if the whole world adopted a thing that just says, you can only run a country for eight years, and then you have to step down. You can't then go you, away. You can't pull the you know the the you know the the Putin thing where you serve right. and then you just pass it off to your boy and yeah nothing. You just if you're president, then you have to go retire. Like we create a small little uh, island or something, and you send all these ex presidents to, and they can live in their mansions. Every country has a little ex presidents place. Or, I, yeah, I mean, again, I... Antarctica? <laughs> it, it's it's just that the other thing about Mugabe I want to say, what it shows is that some even the most powerful of leaders can fall. Mm-hmm. So that's, you know, that applies to all of them. And it may very well apply to the fellow who's at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. Trumpy. So, yes, that dude. So um, good riddance to Mugabe. He won't be missed. In Egypt, 200 people. Killed in a terrorist attack. Um, 
What does it do? I mean, don't you kind of ha- have a feeling that when when you know people from the, that region attack themselves, it becomes a situation where it can't be good for them politically. I mean, there's got to be. I mean, it was it was Sufis that were killed. Where it seems like it's more of this internal Islamic correct argument. I mean, you know, what does that mean, and what does that mean for 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 people here who are worrying about guys that are driving through the streets of New York with, you know, a Home Depot truck? I mean, we've discussed terrorism in the past, be it something like this involved with a twisted sense of Islam or another type of related warped ideology or people who you know, do what this creep did in New York on Halloween or massive, uh, you know, a gun, uh, mass murders, gun-related mass murders. You know, human nature is a curious thing. I, I think, unfortunately, Egypt as we've seen this sort of idea again back in 2011 when everybody thought somehow that the Arab Spring was going to write everything. And sadly, while it might, it it did result in some good, I think it awakened the younger, uh, the younger Egyptian uh, population. But, you know, that country, I'm sorry to say, it's a long way from truly being stable. It's a long way from the Arab of, of, of Anwar Sadat, or even in the beginning uh, with Mubarak. So it just, again, what an awful thing. Um, it's not going to change. It's not going to fix anything for the attackers. It's not. I, but it's just horrible. It is horrible. There's nothing more to say. There's no real reason to kill 235 no, no, people. There is not. But again, we've been trying to ban that for thousands of years, and it seems to fail. Um, hopefully we can make you know better, better yeah. progress on butt cupping. Yeah. I think that would be important. <laughs> Um, let's move on to our last one. Um, and, you know, speaking of things we've been trying to get rid of, uh, Charles Manson, um, you know, but, uh, you know, again, it kind of, you know, lays to the point, um, one of the most famous guys, I think, to, uh, uh, you know, commit a, 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 a mass crime. Correct. I think that really kind of, you know, gathered the population, at least of my generation, who was always known of what he had done, right. you know, previously. Um, and there's still... Psychopaths out there gathering followers. I mean, I don't see David Koresh as being much different um, than than uh, Charles Manson. Um, you know, maybe the way they went about things. They didn't send people to people's houses. They weren't in L.A. Didn't have exposure to the Beach Boys and, and other people. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw that there was a story that, that Brian Cranston from Breaking Bad had that suppose he was riding horses out in the ranch where Manson was living, and they had seen the creepy guy. And then, um, but, you know... It, He's gone. It doesn't change. It seems like there's still, though, that, that element to American society where it's just that some people are just born to be a killer. You know, Manson it's, was it's, evil. Uh, are we ever going to get you know, past it? And is, is, is no. other people like, you know, you know, the idiot who shot all the people in, uh, out of the Mandalay Bay, um, you know, the only thing that seems like to really differentiate those two is that, you know, one guy had some colorful background and try to tie it to a Beatles song, and and somebody else didn't really have a manifesto and just went out there. Correct. I mean, didn't I, followers I, either, but you know what I mean. I mean, I think the thing with Manson is that because it was such a shocking murder at the time, 
You and he killed had, famous you, people. You had, you know, Sharon Tate, of course. Roman Polanski's you know, wife. And right. It was you know, a Beatles pregnant, song. You know, with a, a baby. Like and all these people at those times were saying, yeah, the Beatles are going to turn people into devil worshippers, and there's proof, right? I right. Mean, of, I mean, the Beatles had nothing to do with this. Of course not. But it was, my, you know, my mother told me when that first happened that just people were horrified. extraordinarily freaked out. And she just, it was such an unsettling crime that it it really, you know, it to a certain degree, it changed, I think, American society. I think it also showed that this idea of the flower child and the hippie movement was not quite as peaceful as some had thought, even though, again, most people in that movement were not going around killing people. But just it just takes had, one bad apple well, to screw it up for the rest of us. I, but there were just, I think, a lot of sociological... <laughs> Ripples. I mean, I get what you're saying, but there were a lot of sociological ripper, well, ripples. Well, there was with all that. those, you know, the, you know, the, uh, the you know, the Jodie Foster group. Um, well, well, Jodie Foster's Army, the punk band from no, Phoenix. No, but I mean, but, I didn't mean Jodie Foster. I meant uh, God, Patty Hearst. Well, right. Right. Well, who was that? Symbionese Liberation. Symbionese Liberation Army. Army. I, mean, I mean, I mean, there was a lot of different militant groups that came in out of the late 60s, 60s to kind of, yeah. you know, to kind of kill that. That, that whole right. idea. So, because again, you know, when one has an ideology or a belief system and wants to cause a revolution, they can use violence, but in the long run, it's, and it's I, just you know, not going to work. The, the last thing I want to say, because, you know, we're kind of running into our, 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 time. our time limit here, but, um, you know, the last thing I want to, you know, kind of add is that what Charles Manson proved to me, for sure, is that even though I don't like to group people together, um, people with uh, swastikas on their forehead, to me, um, I, I don't care what happens to them. I, as long as they stay far away from me and don't hurt anybody else. Again, I think it's fair to say that... I want them to pet a, a, a rat that has bubonic plague on it. Look, if there's an afterlife, Charles Manson's in a lot of trouble. No, he, Good riddance to him. One less horrible human being on earth. You know, it's a shame that that bastard went on living and we've lost so many... Amazing, wonderful people, yeah. uh, entertainers, and of and course California humanity. tax dollars. They kept well, them alive. Kept them alive. So good riddance to him. Amen and to you and your husband for paying those taxes. Uh, thank you, and you know, <laughs> God bless his victims always. Yes. yes, Karen, it was great to have you in the office to do the podcast. Great to be today. here. Um, next time we'll have to be on the phone again. I think, I think we're not so. getting you to move to Arizona full time. I, I wish, but uh, I'm I'm in Cali for some time. I've got a nice fellow that I'm married to. You sure do, and we should. I think we should talk about how awesome Mark is. Maybe he is actually, the best. Yeah, he'll listen to your podcast again. He will. He critiques it quite heavily, but he, he can, does have good. Beats. He can throw some shout outs, you know, since we'll. Yes. All right. Well, we'll see you all next time. Thanks, everybody. Have a great holiday weekend.